I remember feeling as though there was 10,000 pounds of weight crushing me at the time. This was the feeling. And if my story supports one woman in you know her embodiment of true unconditional self-love to walk embodied in her highest and deepest love all of this is worth it welcome to the Jacqueline Shaw show this is a space where we go deep deep within deep within where you access the sacred wisdom within you where my truth and the truth of the women I bring on this podcast create a remembrance within you, within your soul, within your energetic field. Here, we don't look outward, we go inward. Because in my world, it's always about taking you deeper in. In where your truth lives, in where your power resides, in where your soul knows. Welcome and get ready to go to the depth with me. Let's dive in. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Jacqueline Shaw Show. The conversation that I am about to have today, the conversation I'm about to bring forward with the guest that I have today feels like a really important one. It feels like an important one for me to be holding space for. It feels like an important one to bring forward for you so that you can listen, so that you can feel into your wisdom within you as well in this conversation. And the guest that I'm having on the show today is a guest who's previously been on. And typically I would not have a guest on the podcast more than once, but there was something in this story that I really felt was meant to be shared and meant to be shared here in this space. And so I'm so excited to bring Kristen Stewart back to the podcast. The first time we recorded together, there was such a deep message and transmission of love that came through. And then through our relationship, through the dynamic Kristen and I have together, she began to share part of her story with me. And you guys know that I love storytelling. I love sharing through storytelling because this is truly where I feel that all of us get the most when we can see ourselves in someone else's journey and not because the journey looks anything the same, but the feelings that come through the story that come along with the story often has such a deep resonance of our own truth. So Kristen, I'm excited to have you back today and I really can't wait to dive into this conversation with you. Mm, Thank you so much, Jack. It is truly an honor to be back with you in this space and to be having this conversation. And it's one that I feel has been building for quite some time. And of course, now is our divine time together. Of course. And I want to start off with something that you shared with me and coming forward in this conversation, when we talked about doing a second podcast episode, you said that it's really about the power of love and that you are moving through something that you could see the power of love. And it turned into the richest reflection on your messy human journey. And I wanted to start just right here. Yeah, absolutely. You know, this last Several months I've been in the deepest space of reflection and contemplation and noticing, I'll call, you know, what has been 
residue of aspects of my story from over a, a decade ago coming to light. And it brought me back to just the diving ever deeper into the potency that is the healing power of love. And knowing that this is also, you know, this has been such a pivotal piece of, of learning on my own journey. You know, my, my story of full, you know, what would have been the spiritual smackdown that was my experience in 2012 to literally that took me right to the edge of my life and seeing what was the most pivotal in bringing me back online, bringing me back into my heart, bringing me back into this, you know, this space of really where I am now. And love was at the core of it all. My mother's love. And I feel like this is where you and I really, you know, have always connected here is like that the core, it's always this return to love and this frequency of love. And as you, you know, said the word spiritual smackdown there, of course, the timing of this episode being recorded as well. I just, in one of my masterminds got asked, they're like, can you share more? Like I've, I've heard you share little bits about your spiritual smackdown, but I feel like there's like codes in this. There's more truth in this for me. And so I've been sharing recently a lot more, you know, in my private containers, again, about the codes that landed through my spiritual smackdown. And well, the people listening are, are, again, they haven't went through the same experience that I have been, or even similar, but it was like, instantly it was like, oh, I get it. Like I get that code. And as soon as you share your story, it drops in, in a new way for me. So yeah, let's just dive right in. Let's dive right in because I know that what you shared with me as well was really back in 2012, it was a mother's love that literally saved your life. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, at the time I had, I'd launched my first brick and mortar business, my only brick and mortar business, Sacred Roots Yoga Studio. And literally within seven months, I was incapacitated by burnout, psychosis, and ultimately, you know, suicidal ideation. And it was the, you know, going into this full breakdown and needing 24-hour care, essentially, which is where, you know, I wound up being cared for by my parents at the time. They happened to have rented a, a place in Canmore where I lived to spend the summer thinking, you know, it was going to be amazing. Mom was going to come in and and help me with the studio. And, you know, there was a, there was a greater plan at place before any of this went down. And, you know, it was this full breaking point and the remembrance as I reflect back, I, I remember how there were certain energies that you know, felt obviously felt very safe, felt very supportive. And then there were the energies of fear that it's like took me deeper into a shell of being within myself. And I remember thinking, there is this frequency of love that I'm witnessing, I'm feeling. And it it's a love that is the love of my mother right now that is bringing forth this sense of safety and the power of love that is bringing in to me an aspect of remembrance that there is still 
love in here. I remember feeling as though there was 10,000 pounds of weight crushing me at the time. This was the feeling. And it was being in, you know, it was like being held in the arms of my mother as, you know, literally I was a 37 year old woman, but had her holding me and sending love into me. And I could feel myself like coming back online as though everything was dead inside. And it was so powerful to recognize. And there's, there's so many threads of, you know, expansion from this piece here. But I remember thinking, this is what is going to change the world. This knowing of what true unconditional love feels like is what is not only helping me remember that there is still love here, there is still hope here, that this frequency is so powerful. This is what everyone needs to know, to remember, and to to literally be able to feel from others in their life and obviously from our own self. And so, you know, I went into the full breakdown, couldn't function, was trying to figure out how to save my business at the time. And I'd stopped sleeping in May of 2012. And by July, I was, you know, really severely incapacitated. I want to go back a bit because I feel like something that you said in two different ways as well. You said, I felt like there was, you know, I felt the heaviness. You felt that there was like thousands of pounds of weight on you. You felt like you were dead inside. And it's like, we have these feelings and yet it's also not your truth. And so it's like, I felt this, I felt that it's like, almost like this is all I could see until it feels like you were like wrapped in this love that you were also able to see something different. Absolutely. Because it was the feeling Mm -hmm. and it was the feeling of this, you know, an energy that was literally lifting, like supporting the lifting of my own vibration because I wasn't able to hold it on my own. There was such a negative spiral internally in my mind. And I was in this place of such contraction. And I remember feeling this frequency of love, of love and non-judgment, because I was in so much shame internally that I had gotten to this place, you know, in my health mentally, and then where I was at with, you know, my business basically closing. And I remember feeling this sense of expansion, like light expanding through my body. And it was as though I was feeling my heart for the first time in did months. It, did it feel like, I want you to like really bring us into these moments, into this feeling, because I'm like, okay, like, was there resistance here? Like, did it feel scary to allow yourself to receive love in this way? You know, like you said, like you're a 37 year old woman and, and you you know, had these life experiences and like, and then being like, I almost feel that this like really cracking open this, like cracking open this, this breaking down. Did it initially feel safe for you to open up to this love? No, I knew that this was the cracking open and what would become, you know, the awareness of the power of vulnerability to 
open myself to feel this fully when there had been so much protection over top and, you know, also recognizing there was suppressed trauma that was contributing to this from my past. And this, you know, ultimately when I look back, see how all of this was coming through and coming to the surface to be obviously revealed to be healed and moved through, but it had been, you know, it had been so difficult for me to let people in out of, you know, there was this, as we've talked about this in various spaces, this warrior-esque protection, the, the armoring that was there. And, and part of this surrender that I was being invited into, you know, to be held, to allow myself to receive, to allow myself to feel and know the true frequency of unconditional love. It was not only this pivotal time and and turning point in my life, but it was this, the deepest truth being revealed. It was like, this is the medicine right here that is not only going to help heal me because in feeling love, I was seeing how I had never truly sourced unconditional love from within myself yet in my life. So you're here and you're, you know, in this experience and there's like the resistance to the love and here's your mother pouring this love into you. What about other people in your world at this time? Like, what about your father? What about your partner? What about other people around you? Yeah. You know, my, my husband and my father were, they were in so much fear, you know, the fear of what they were witnessing because I had spiraled so deeply and the frequency of their fear when I would feel it, um, when I, you know, I was in the hospital for about five days. Um, I thought I was going into sleep, get some sleep, but I was actually there literally on suicide watch at the time. And when my husband, Mike, or my, my father would come in, I could feel their fear and it didn't feel safe to me because I could feel how afraid they were. Mm. It was really interesting to notice that. And also it was like their fear that held this, like this anger that I was at where I was at and they couldn't do anything to like, they couldn't fix it. You know, it was like the masculine coming in and wanting to fix this and get me out of that state yet they couldn't do that in in a masculine way yeah i can almost feel that in them it's like they that they felt powerless and so there's the fear and then they're feeling powerless and i don't know how i can fix this or take this away or remove this pain and so i i can imagine that fear energy was very present for them yeah the the fear was very alive it was very powerful and I I remember I it was I couldn't be around that energy because I was so fragile. My system was just so raw and fragile and I needed to feel the softness and I could feel the the fear and the anger in their energy and that made it difficult for me to feel like safe in that energy. So what, like, what happens? Like, what do you do at this point when you're like, okay, this, like, I thought I was going in for sleep. I'm feeling this love from my mother. There's also some resistance, but I'm feeling it. I'm feeling this fear and, you know, from other people around me, what, 
happens at this point for you? Well, it was, it's so fascinating. I, I remember there were some like friends coming in to visit me and, you know, the women would come in and I could feel this, the sanctity of the feminine energy wrapping me in support, wrapping me in love, wrapping me in this softness ultimately. And that energy was powerful enough to help hold me to a certain level where it was like, okay, I can leave this space, go home. I was still trying to figure out how to save my my yoga studio at the time, which was so interesting as I was going in and out of these different states of of feeling and, and consciousness. And after five days, I was released to go home and, you know, feeling as though, you know, I was going to, okay, I'm going to figure out a plan. I'm going to save the studio. Yeah. You're going into your like, Ooh, like, let me, like, let me figure this out. Let me do, let me, you know, like, let me take control here. Exactly. It was like, okay, we're going to figure this out and still actually ignoring how serious the situation was with my, my health and my mental health. Like I literally was ignoring that thinking I've done harder things. I've literally climbed harder mountains. I'll get through this. And so there was a part of me ignoring my, my reality truth of how unwell I was to go and and do the things. And then it was this quite quickly, it became clear. It was like the business needs to close. I need space and time to heal. And along the way, I do want to mention, it was interesting. There were these women, you know, there were like colleagues and mentors and, and women reaching out to support and even offering to, you know, take over running and managing the studio to give me a little time out space to, you know, get back on my feet and, and get my energy back. But I couldn't, this was interesting. I couldn't receive the help. I couldn't say yes to it. It was like, no, I'm going to go in. This <laughs> this is going to actually spiral deeper. And it did. And from that state on July, so on July 31st, we the studio was officially closed, which was my my 37th birthday. And then that actually pulled the light of like the hope piece from my lens. And I realized that I was actualizing my greatest fear at that time, which was failure. And I had, I saw that as I had failed, the business is closed. And I actually went even deeper into the dark journey at this point. I'm sitting here knowing you now, and I was about to say, you know, it's, it's wild on the other side of how there's so clearly these like points, like when you're, when you said like on July 31st and my 37th birthday, and there was this feeling, you know, when other people said that they could come in and step in and take, take over, but I wasn't able to receive like that. There was so much in your, on your journey at this point in time that you couldn't see yet, but like needed to happen. Like there needed to be these pivotal moments is what it feels like now knowing you and what you're bringing and what you brought into this world. Absolutely. You know, it was part of the plan. You know, it was like the divine path into the greatest awakening to bring forth all of the medicine, the awareness, and propelled me on the path that, you know, became this this healing with the feminine within myself, the the path of studentship of the heart, you know, deepening into the the studies of the way of the heart 
the power of love, divine feminine embodiment. And, you know, I look back and see how I literally broke my brain and my psyche so I could reprogram from ground zero in many ways. And I also know that this time opened my higher channels, which over this last decade has, you know, been a deepening into the studentship, not only with the divine feminine, the divine mother, but also the higher dimensional gifts that have opened for me. And I want to ask you, you're like there, it's July 31st, and now the your business is closed. And you know, you've already shared that there's it feels like there's 10,000 pounds of weight on you. And I'm sure that there is more weight coming at this point. And like what happens when you're sitting there in this moment? It's a choice point. And the two weeks after July 31st were a spiraling deeper and darker as I felt like, how do I get myself out of this space? How do I move into this, you know, visioning again, dreaming again, when I literally felt like, felt like I couldn't feel, I didn't feel connected to my being. I didn't feel connected to my human. It was like, my mom, you know, obviously my my family, everyone's concern is pouring love my way that would bring me out briefly, but I wasn't able to hold that light yet high enough on my own. And so then I would I would spiral back in and then go in and like I remember these fits of psychosis where I would wake up screaming. I would wake up screaming and it was just this like the feeling of terror and the feeling of horror moving through me. Uh, my nervous system was shattered and so raw. And my mother would wrap her arms around me, like holding me because I would, I would want to self-harm. Like I would want to hit myself, like just to make the internal pain go away by creating physical pain for myself. It, it's right. It's, it's when the, like when the feeling gets too hard, right? Like what happens when the feeling feels too hard? It's like, how can I feel in a different way. Absolutely. And it was like this, this rush of love and compassion coming in and settling my nervous system slightly. And my, my heart, you know, the resonance of my heart picking up on what was being sent into me. And, you know, I I just remember thinking, looking back how the power of the frequency of love we can hold for another where she would look in my, my mother would look in my eyes and she knew I was in there somewhere. It was her knowing that she would do everything she could to bring me back. Meanwhile, on the outside, you know, there was a lot of suggestions. She needs to go into an institution. She needs to go into a, you know, more of an institutional program to support her right now, which, you know, my mom knew that would not serve me well. That would probably spiral me further. And so there is this, you know, moving through this period of time, recognizing eventually, okay, I've got to get into this healing on my own. I've got to move into the space of choosing to keep going, choosing to keep believing one, you know, one step at a time that I would move out of this eventually. And I, remember 
I feel this is important to mention. I remember my mentor at the time, she was my yoga teacher, Allie Bogard, coming to visit me. And she took me down, you know, to the river and literally wrapped her arms around me and was praying into me, praying love, praying Christ consciousness, praying this, you know, the vibratory frequency of love into me in all ways. And I I remember looking down at my body and go and feeling as though energy was filling my cells and I hadn't felt that in a long time. And I could feel my heart come alive again. And I could feel it was like literally the vibration of light, life moving through me. And I remember sitting up taller and being in awe of this experience going, what is even going on? This feels like a miracle. And I remember walking into the rental house and my mother greeting me at the door and she looked at me and she's like, oh my gosh, you're back. Like there was this life in my eyes again. It was this incredible transformation, yet I couldn't hold it. And I know I've said this a couple of times, like it was just so fascinating to reflect back on this feeling of being alive. And And then then it's like, it's like you're, you're feeling it, you know, you feel it. And then your mother can see it. Someone else can see it. And that's, but it feels like you're in this dance of like, I feel it. And then it goes, and then I feel it. And then something else like comes in. Like, it feels like you're like, it's, it's just like, so back and forth here right now. Absolutely. In and out. And then my landlord sold the space for the, where the studio was, which got me out of the lease. However, that was when I, I felt like it was over. And that was when I, you know, I dropped in. I was like, I, I can't do this. I didn't save this. I, you know, was just really spiraling in all of this shame and failure and, you know, decided I, I've got to go, got to go back. And this was super pivotal and, you know, started making my plan and remembering, like feeling the, 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 the heaviness of that. And it was like, half of me is going, what are you doing? And the other half of me feeling like, okay, well, this is the only way out. And it was so fascinating to witness the mind, as you said, like pulling back and forth. Well, even there, when you say that, what it feels like to me as well, it's like you had felt this, like you had literally had like life breathed into you had this love that was like breathed into you. And it's like, you know, and the Christ consciousness and you're just like, okay, here, here I am. And I'm feeling all of this. And also like, it's all I I want to feel. Like you said, like, I just want to go back. I want to go home. Yes. And so what happened then? Like what you, you made the plan. I made the plan and I was back in my own, you know, in our condo at this time, my husband was away. Uh, and I literally just decided it was, you know, what can I take that will put me to sleep? And basically started, you know, started swallowing pills. And my mother walked in. And I remember looking up because she she tried calling me and I wasn't answering, wasn't answering. I also want to say I knew there was a part of me there was a part of me that knew she would come looking for me. Mm-hmm. I felt that as you were talking, like you knew she was coming. I knew she would come, you know, and that's the, that was the interesting thing is like, I know she'll come and 
I know I don't want to do this. And there's still this, this part of my mind that believes this is, this is what needs to happen. And I remember it's the only way. Absolutely. Like I was just so, because it was like, okay, I can make a plan there and I'm going to follow it. And I remember sitting, I was sitting up at the counter in my kitchen in the condo on a bar stool and all these, you know, all these pills were lined up. And, and I remember her walking up the stairs and coming around the corner and looking in my eyes. And I was, I said, don't take me to the hospital. Promise me. And she, you know, grabbed me in her arms and we lay, you know, sat on the couch and she just wrapped me in love. I said, I promise I've not taken enough. And it was like, please trust me. And at the same time, internally, there was this feeling of relief. We're going to get through this, but it had to come to this point. I feel that for you because I feel in what you shared there too, it was this like, my whole life feels like there's nothing I can control. There's nothing I can make a plan for. And I'm used to making plans. I'm used to having this control. I'm used to being able to figure it out. And then this is the one thing that you feel like you could make a plan for. And then yet it's not truly what you wanted. And so when your mother came and and held you and felt, and you felt that it was like, then it was again, safe for you to release. Yeah. And to be supported, to be held and to, is like, okay, I don't know. We're going to figure this out, but it gets, it's going to be different. It's going to be new as though it was a sigh of, you know, relief. And that moment in her arms and her trust in me as well, despite what she was seeing, but the trust in what she felt and the truth in my words that this is going to be okay. And I remember thinking this fierce love is something I will never forget. And I know it's opening the path of what will be my, like my purpose moving forward. I feel like we have these moments where it just becomes so clear like that when it's like, it it becomes so clear and yet it doesn't make sense, but it's like this feeling, this knowing like this will become my purpose. Yeah. And I remember thinking later, if my, my story, my work with women, my path supports one woman in, you know, her embodiment of true unconditional self-love. If my story supports one woman in choosing to let go of the past, to walk embodied in her highest and deepest love, all of this is worth it. All of this will be worth it. I so deeply feel that. I've so deeply felt that same thing, like in so many moments of my journey as well. And one thing that you had shared with me, because I feel like this is the coming next at this point, you said that your psychiatrist like literally asked you, how did you do this? Come back from where you were. Most people don't make it back. So what happened after this moment, after this moment where you were found by your mother, after you received this love from her, after you had this knowing that there was a purpose in this for you? 
I, you know, began the healing journey really deeply. Uh, I knew that obviously I needed to stabilize my nervous system, bring my mind back online into a state of coherence with my heart and working a lot with heart math at the time. And so, you know, knowing that the power of the heart is far greater than the power of the mind and it's in bringing you know, elevating and amplifying the electromagnetic field of the heart, the frequency of the heart would start to bring my mind online and in coherence with my heart. And so I began that work, you know, I had an incredible support team who spoke the language of energy with me. And I know that that was, that was key. And also I feel, you know, divinely orchestrated. I really believe that looking back on my psychologist um, team. And I have- Can I ask you something about this actually? So you said that you had a team that spoke the language of energy for you. Did you understand the language of energy at this point in time? Because I know during, you know, my spiritual smackdown and obviously like very different experiences that you and I had, but this is when I started working with, you know, a lot of energy workers and healers. And I was like, I don't, I don't, even understand, like, I don't understand the words that they say half the time or what they're doing or the feeling, but I know like the transformation I feel inside being held in a space like that, being spoken with words like that. I did. And it's because I'd already been in the world of, uh, you know, I'd been teaching and practicing yoga uh, and meditation, meditation to a lesser degree up until now that, you know, that point, that turning point. So the language of energy was familiar because I was used to that from the the various, you know, trainings and studentship I had been in as a yoga teacher practitioner. So that, you know, and my psychologist was a practitioner of Chinese medicine as well. And so the words that we used were very similar and that gave this this deep sense of peace and of trust for me. Whereas the psychiatrist who basically had a clipboard and, you know, here's the stats, 37-year-old female, et cetera, from the hospital, you know, and she's looking at me going, how did you come back? Like she wanted to know absolutely everything I did. And a huge part of it was meditation that was mandatory for me. And even though I couldn't even like, I didn't have the energy in my body to sit for very long. I was just that I was that depleted. I knew I could lay there, receive meditations from a couple of key women, um, meditation teachers, yoga teachers, and I could literally feel their frequency infusing my cells, my heart, my being with healing. And then looking at how can I bring in as much prana back into my body, as much life force back into my body as possible, right down to the water I was drinking. Like I started drinking live spring water from a spring that we've got nearby here, you know, obviously working with the different um, supports for adrenals and, and whatnot. And, and then starting to work with the energetics of of affirmation, of gratitude, and of everything that supported the amplification of my heart. And so that my heart was coming into its fuller frequency, matching, you know, what I would say is the frequency of love. But 
this, I remember the psychiatrist literally writing down this whole prescription that I had created for myself and being in awe of what was possible by focusing on supporting the energetics first. I love that. I love that. And one thing that you said to me earlier that I want to bring forward here now, he said, ultimately, love is the medicine for the world that's forgotten how to breathe. I mean, you said nervous system regulation, meditation, and ultimately love is the medicine for a world that's forgotten how to breathe. Absolutely. And this was the, you know, the greatest teachings is to recognize how how necessary first our nervous system regulation is. I'd been living on adrenaline for a long time. And, you know, there's there's deeper roots to that as well. There was there's an aspect of running from trauma that I was suppressing. I was determined to get super strong. And but I was also still in a, you know, I was in a state of dysregulation in my nervous system. And it was the regulation of that through the various practices. And remembering that love is what brings us home, back into the heart, back into this internal compass. And and this love is what feels safe. Love is what is the truth. And I really feel this is where we are at, at this time. You know, 2012 was considered to be the second big wave of awakening. And where we are now on the planet is considered to be the third. And so coming to this remembrance of how key and how important the regulation of the planet's nervous system is through us for, you know, from within each of us. And love is the ultimate medicine. When we can see through this lens, this is what brings us home. This is what brings us into the state of union. This is what brings us back to the oneness of which we are remembering. And the beauty of this is this is what we get to do for one another. And it starts within ourselves. Oh, I feel like I'm sitting here in just such a deep state of receiving through those words that you just shared. Mm. This is where the power lies. And we're redefining, you know, even as I said those words, I feel like adding, we're redefining the frequency of power on the Mm. planet right now. Yeah. And with hearing this, like, I feel like now we're just, you know, there's a whole new thread. There's so much more to continue beyond this conversation. Like, I feel like there's more that wants to pour forward between you and I in this next level of conversation around love and around power and around, you know, what we're being called to really step into right now. And so I would love to continue this conversation. If you also feel like there's more for us to dive into here together. Yes, absolutely. I feel now we're we're turning, you know, we're turning from it was like how did I ar- arrive where I am now? It's like here's the background story and now we get to expand on and in this frequency of love that wants to it's like blast the channels open ever wider. I am so here for that with you. Like let's blast the channels open even wider. And I do feel like we're at this moment here now as well. Like when you shared bits of this story with me, 
before we recorded, I felt this energy. I felt like there's there's your stories meant to be shared and heard and felt. And then there's, like I said, this next wave coming for us to dive into. And so we are going to complete here for part one of this conversation. And part two will be coming up next. Gorgeous. Thank you for being here with us, with me today. These conversations, these riffs, these transmissions are seriously life-giving. They nurture my human. They nurture my soul. These are the type of conversations I want more of, and I know you do too. I'm so happy that you're here. It's truly an honor for me to bring my voice to this space. I love you. I will see you back here next week. In the meantime, please come join me on Instagram, Jacqueline underscore Shaw underscore. And if you have women in your world that you feel would love this podcast too, I would be so honored, so deeply honored if you share it with them. I love you. I see you. I'm standing in sacred witness of all that you are. Thank you for going deep with me.